present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the up. Uh, thank you for your time. Season two, episode twelve, the second to last episode of season two. The season. Lizzie Walker is with us. Welcome to the pod. AKA L Walker. Why do you say that? Uh, Lizzie was kind enough to give us a rating on iTunes, and that is the name <laughs> that was it was five stars, and that was the name that was on the rating. The Apple iTunes. Well, wow. And I had no idea who it was at first until you told me. Dang. Well, L. everybody, you should you should follow Lizzie's, <laughs> Lizzie's steps. I don't know if you can do that on <laughs> Apple Music, but maybe. What do you mean? Can you follow people on Apple Music? No, no, I'm saying follow in her footsteps and oh. leave us a review. Yes, please do that. <laughs> good reviews, With a good comment, follows, subscriptions, yeah, all that stuff. All that good and stuff. she is an avid listener. She is. Stickers on her laptop. Stickers on her laptop right in front of us. She knows what we were talking about when we were talking about previous episodes. It's impressive. True listener. It's an honor. It is. <laughs> Honestly shocking. <laughs> Quite the honor. <laughs> it's uh, because I spend too much time in the car right now. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. The only reason why. I get that. Speaking of that, reason. if you happen to be in the Philadelphia area and happen to see a Niner, yeah. psych, I, I, I Googled what I thought it was, a, a Niner Cyclocross bike. No, no, no. It's a gravel bike. Niner gravel bike. It has orange, orange lettering. Orange lettering and, and olive green. And it's olive green. You happen to see that around? That might be Lizzie's. So find L Walker on on <laughs> yeah, iTunes. Go hit her up because something unfortunate happened where it went missing. So if you happen to see that around, let us know. Yeah, hit her up. Hit me up. I'm on all up. forms of social media. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you my phone number. <laughs> it's five seven zero. Bleep 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 bleep. Um, but yeah, Lizzie, welcome. Welcome. Thank is you for coming. Is that a Scranton phone number? It is. Are you from Scranton? I'm from Clark Summit properly, okay. but usually we use Scranton as the landing spot. We have a Northeast PA Northeast stand Indiana. over here. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Scranton. So Lizzie uh, went to Cairn University with both of us. I knew Lizzie probably much more than you did in college. Seth. You don't know that. Um, oh. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys were low-key besties in school? Yes. We were. Um, Many conversations. Yeah. Is this your first time on a podcast? It is my first time. How on How do you podcast. feel? What's going on? It's uh, calm. It's pretty cool, you know. I'm I'm calm. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. feeling great. Good. Well, we have Lizzie on because there is a little bit of a debacle going around mm-hmm. about the School of Social Work at the university all three of us attended, Karen University. And I think uh, not only did we want to kind of talk about this with Lizzie because she's one of my friends and I wanted to give her that platform, but Seth and I have talked a lot about Karen University, about Christian universities in general, the evangelical circles we've existed in. I won't go there. Uh, <laughs> disregard last episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> refer to last episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, refer, refer to last to episode. Last episode. Um, so I think we felt like this was something we wanted to give a voice and a platform to because... We've talked about the school out. We attended that school, and it is something that's happening right now. So. Yeah, and I think it's important to shed light on something that's happening, considering it seems to be a trend. I know we're going to get into it. It seems to be a trend of the university takes a stance or they do something, and they don't come out and either back themselves. They don't um, 
give much rationale why it's mm-hmm. very vague the students alumni are left wondering and then we all just kind of forget about it and play right into their hands of forgetting about it and moving on right this is evidence the last summer a little bit and this is i think just another example of the university doing something like that yeah um so i think it is important to just kind of absolutely you know be like one of the i don't know how many thousand signatures on the <laughs> petition um but just kind of shed some more light on it yeah so yeah i think like we're gonna run through kind of what happened like the timeline um lizzie has been featured in many an article about the topic but this will basically be a one-stop shop to learn about the whole situation from our perspective and from lizzie's perspective um and the information we've gathered so far so lizzie start us off here what happened how did this all begin Let's go. <laughs> well, or actually, let me pause first and say, why do you, uh, why do you especially have buy-in on this matter? Um, we should start there. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a really great question. Tell us about you. <laughs> I think, I think. Well, yeah, my name is Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, have we said that? I just said L Walker. <laughs> it's Lizzie Walker. Yes. <laughs> yes, Lizzie Walker is my name, known as Lizzie Walker. Formerly Elizabeth Walker, but nobody calls me that. So it's funny. <clears throat> sorry to sidetrack. When we were looking for your email, Bree was like, "Oh, it'll be under Elizabeth Walker um, for it Karen," wasn't. and it's it's LW, whatever the numbers are. It's Lizzie Walker. Yep, LW seven four five. That's yeah. the one. So we should all go by our like Karen email <laughs> <laughs> letters and numbers on this episode. B A zero one seven, baby. A O. Yeah. So. I graduated from the social work program in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, And so recent grad, I mean, so I think just kind of still being kind of close to the university, but also far enough away, this stuff really sparked my interest Mm -hmm. as it was happening and followed it along and we can get into sort of how it, how it came, how it's been happening. And I feel like it's important to know, and you can even like elaborate on this, but you have been... You're one of those all-in people. You have a tattoo that says all-in. Like, I do. You are all-in to what you do, and I think you were clearly all-in as far as being involved in, like, the programs you were part of, you know, additional, like, advocacy groups and things like that when you were on campus. So I think you're really a great person to be talking about this because, you know, you don't just BS when it comes to talking yeah. about things that are going on. You've done yeah. your due diligence. You know what you're talking about. And most importantly, I think you have those relationships that allow you to speak about either this matter or other things that have happened at the school in the past. Um, but I think your relationship building has has allowed you to really speak about different issues um, with, with authority. Yeah. With authority. And honestly, too, like kind of going off of what your first question was, I think that's partly why I kind of got interested in doing some of the work around this stuff Mm -hmm. because of the advocacy stuff that we were doing when we were students. Right. And so, you know, we got the Student Government Association back up and running for at least a year. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows where it's at now? Um, And then, you know, we did some DACA advocacy stuff that you know we got that was the first time i got sent to the quick. dean's office never before had i been sent to the dean's yeah, office yeah thank you for joining until me until i that. started yeah. doing some stuff with liz young <laughs> but it was yeah. for a good cause <laughs> yeah defend daca glad it never got repealed thank you to all you dreamers out there seriously yeah yeah <laughs> um okay cool so i just want to get that little like backstory there as far as who you are 
Um, and obviously for people who don't attend the university or like aren't local, we're clearly talking about this in great detail, but I think this could be relevant just for like, if you grew up in evangelical circles or just want to, you know, get, get pumped about something, <laughs> be able to stand behind something, still listen in. Yep. All right. <clears throat> yeah. So you walk don't need through. to be directly connected to Karen to be no, interested in this story. Not at all. Not at all. So the Karen social work debacle let's start start us with the story what yeah happened? so it all started on may 24th when the board met for a meeting and in that meeting the president dr todd williams um proposed that they eliminate the school of social work and after whatever sort of evaluations that go on behind closed doors in board meetings um they did decide to vote on and, and approved eliminating the school of social work. Mm-hmm. So then that following Wednesday, which was the 26th of May, um, students and social work alumni received an email announcing that the school of social work w- would close. Um, now the primary points in that email were that the council on social work education, the CSWE, mm-hmm. which is what I will refer to it, how I will refer to it moving on because it's a lot easier than saying Council on Social Work Education. Yeah. They released the, the, they are the accrediting body for every social work program in the United States of America. And there's no other that exists. They're the only, only, they're the only only one. So if you want to have a fully accredited social work program, you've got to go through the CSWE. Okay. So they released the, the draft of what their new accreditation standards were going to be. Now it's a draft, keep in mind. Um, and in that draft, it, it outlined a handful of new things, mostly issues, ideas around race and inclusion and diversity and mm-hmm. equity. And a lot of times, fortunately and unfortunately, when you're talking about race dynamics in politics, that also is connected to LGBTQ stuff, right? So For the overall DEI piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Which makes sense. If Absolutely. you're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, then you want to include every minority group Mm -hmm. you don't just want to have you know like explicitly people of color or explicitly lgbtq plus people um so anyway the cswe released their draft in that draft they had a lot of a lot more more items around those ideas right so in the email that we received um dr williams said that the draft included significant changes built upon theoretical and philosophical assumptions. Um, da, 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 da. Basically what he said was that we, our university's mission and ideologies and biblical worldview does not align with what the council on social, social work education has put out. So we're going to cut ties. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, I think, yeah, and we can get into that more, but that's basically what the email said in at the front of mm-hmm. the email. Mm-hmm. Now, in all fairness, he did talk touch a little bit on enrollment, and he did touch a little bit on finances mm-hmm. um, in that email specifically, but the bulk of it was on the cultural pieces and what the CSWE had presented as the new accreditation standards. Um, and another piece that he cited was that universities were no longer able to 
have the freedom to teach what they wanted to teach and how they wanted to teach it within that accreditation within yeah. that accreditation yeah exactly and so but that's just not true like you you can look up the draft yourself and mm-hmm. read through it it doesn't change the only difference in that section of the language is that in the 2015 accreditation stuff um it was it was in a block quote okay and now it's not in a block quote okay but it's the same words gotcha. we'll also get into that a little bit just because yeah. the cswe responded yeah so i mean i think that's the best part of this whole yeah story. i mean we're I, we'll get into that the, the the true versus not true the he said she said which seems to just be i mean if the cswe the council on social work education who lays out these accreditation standards um and you know here comes dr williams saying x mm-hmm. and the actual people who put out the accreditation standards say why right you know it gets fuzzy it gets very fuzzy yeah mm-hmm. um but sorry to interrupt go ahead no we'll get there yeah no that's okay coming up <laughs> um so anyway may 24th board meeting may 26th announcement um, and in between those things, the there was a there was a a person who reached out to the National Association of Social Workers, mm-hmm. the NASW, um, which is basically just like you know business people who are in right. business as a profession have like a a professional like association that they belong to. It's That's, us business people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why we're business people. <laughs> Um, so it's basically just like the professional association that social workers tend to be a part mm-hmm. of. Right. So, um, somebody had reached out to the NASW asking for help. Um, right. Like our program closed. What do we do? Yeah. What does this look like? That type of thing. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, the NASW responded very quickly and said, Hey, we want to write a story. Like we want to do a press release on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to get ahead of the curve so that, you know, other, Christian schools don't kind of look at this move and say, oh, we're going to follow suit. Right. Um, Because that, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tricky thing, right? If Karen is the one that's leading the way, then who's to say that other Christian Mm -hmm. universities aren't going to do the same thing. That's something I want to talk about is like, how do other schools, you know, approach this? But we can talk about that. Yeah. Once we kind of get through the timeline of all this stuff. Yeah. And so, and one thing that they wanted to make sure to do was that they, in, in conversations with them that we were having was, Hey, we want to honor the fact that this is a Christian school. We like, we love Christian social workers, you Mm. know, and I think that that's really helpful to know and understand. Um, because when you're looking at something like the National Association of Social Workers from an evangelical perspective, they're a secular organization, right? And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you look at it and you kind of say, oh, I don't really want them to have anything to do with us because sure. whatever. But that's not the case. They were very open-handed. They were hmm. very, like, very kind and very loving in their approach to what the what the article was. You awesome. know, I mean, they, they very explicitly called out leadership and called it a bad move by the university leadership which i think objectively honestly Mm -hmm. i know i'm close to the situation but i think objectively you can say that it was a bad way sure it could have been a good decision absolutely but the the execution was probably not yeah the best um so anyway then the nasw put together an article memorial day we or like two days after memorial day they published that and then shortly thereafter the council on social work education um, published and in, in a quote-unquote open letter um, 
it kind of is and it kind of isn't but anyway they posted a public letter to todd williams and the rest of the university to say hey we're willing to talk about it which i think is really powerful because you have two secular organizations talking about how influential and awesome it is to have christians yeah in the field it wasn't of just like work. good they're gone yeah. it was like no we actually want to work this out exactly I, I agree is it's really great and using student quotes who talk about how great jesus is in mm-hmm. relation to how they practice hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so that's really powerful in and of itself no i have a question like historically just to maybe gain more perspective of like how the school translated these things nasw and cswe are they like historically more quote liberal organizations are they organizations that often like come out and call people out like do they have any sort of tone or like history that would make maybe a school like Karen not respect what they have to say? Um, I don't know. That's a really interesting question, actually. I think one one point that a friend of mine um, pretty consistently brought up throughout this whole thing was the CSWE isn't out to get Christian universities. No, you clearly, know? yeah. Because if the CSWE was out to get Christian universities because of whatever... you know, I mean, we all know evangelicals especially have a bad reputation mm-hmm in the world of culture, especially right now. Right. But if the CSWE was on this, on this tangent against Christian universities, then they wouldn't be upholding social work values. You know, they, they wouldn't be creating space for all people Mm. for inclusion, Mm -hmm. for equality. It goes always. Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, it could be that, and and also Dr. Janet Furness, um, her dad, I think was the was sort of the founder of the social work program at Karen. at Karen. Okay, and she, in her doctoral dissertation, she wrote this whole piece on Karen University's history, and it's, I mean, it's public, you know, like you could, I think you can access it, but okay. she put it on um, on social media somewhere, and. You know, she just addressed the helpfulness that the CSWE, like the the conversations that went in the openness that the CSWE had in in um, bringing social work to Philadelphia College of the Bible at the time. Wow. Um, which I think is also really powerful because I if it, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Karen was the first Bible college in the country to have a social, a fully accredited social hmm. work program. And I could be wrong. So don't quote me on yeah. that fact. But it. We weren't the first. We were one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. Okay. So the letter happened, which I kind of thought, I was like, geez, that is a slap in the face, but not even, not even in a mean way. Like, it's just funny that Karen was like, yeah, we stopped it for these reasons. And CSW was like, you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Like what, (laughs) what more like embarrassing way to be corrected than the actual institution, the actually accrediting body to be like, mm, no. And like you said, it was done respectfully. It wasn't like a, like a dig or anything like that, but. It would be unfortunate if Karen's president and board of trustees ended their social work programs based on the misinterpretations of the draft EPAS and without participating in the open feedback process. Um, so essentially they're saying Karen had no, uh, desire for discourse yeah. yeah right which i mean and the, this is a, an important piece to the timeline too because then um you know so the nasw reached out and said hey we want to talk now in all in all reality did they email dr williams specifically and say 
hey, Dr. Williams, we would love to have a conversation sure. with you. I have we no idea. Know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that they did, but I'm not positive. Um, but all to say, there were a lot of social work alumni and maybe a bunch of other alumni, too, who sent emails to Dr. Williams and the, the board chair mm-hmm. of the university to say, hey, can you guys have this conversation with these people? Like, they're right. reaching out and they the response back to us was just a copy paste response to everybody yeah and it was just you know the board made this final decision we're not going to reverse this decision so even you know for a save face kind of thing like even if we did make this decision tried and true Mm -hmm. maybe we should have this conversation so that way people are more confident in our decision making sure troy brindle does that name ring a bell it does ring a bell yeah so he commented on one of these so karen a good way to get through to karen or at least to get them to uh limit who can comment on posts on facebook when they post about memorial day um (laughs) that's the post above apparently you can't comment comment on on their facebook nice mom and dad love that one on facebook um they posted just a random Bible verse, just a random whatever. And that was right when this was happening. Troy Brindle uh, is a social work NASW national board member. At least that's what he says here on this. He's the past president, the PA, past president of the NASW. He's also a Karen alum, hmm. um, a Karen adjunct professor. Have you seen this comment? No, I haven't. Uh, I mean, it just says, Dear Dr. Williams et al. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll paraphrase. CSWE and the NAS- NASW encourage Karen University to an open to open a transparent dialogue to support finding common ground to retain a biblically-based school of social work for both MSW and BSW. Essentially, he's just kind of backing the fact. He's backing the CSW's response, and he's just another person that is saying, hey, let's at least talk about this. Yeah. Let's have some sort of open discourse about this, and let's have a conversation. Uh, got eight likes and a heart. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, too, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate of like, could these conversations have already happened? Could the school have already seen this accreditation and been like, absolutely not. Hey, CSWE, we're out. You know, we're, we don't we don't feel like we can comply with this. Like, is there any chance that that could have happened? Would we know? Would the CSWE have written that letter if that had happened, I guess, is really the question. Probably not. What? Think about it like this. If you are an organization that mm-hmm. represents you know your your students Mm -hmm. why would you write a letter like that if you were having a discourse or a conversation with a university right and that's what i'm saying i'm just again like playing devil's advocate of like maybe they said hey like do we actually have to comply with this and csw said yes or whatever like you know i'm saying i'm just i'm just kind of playing all i want to go back to something lizzie said it the decision to eliminate, from a high level, this decision to eliminate the school social work may have been what was best for Cairn University. Yeah. Enrollment was low. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are deciding to allocate finances elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they screwed this up so bad, right. I think warrants a conversation. Because if too. they had come out, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. off the record and off the podcast, if they had just come out and been very clear about their decision mm-hmm. um they weren't seemingly shady about some of the reasons why mm-hmm. and they just explicitly said listen enrollment's low we think we can allocate f- 
funds elsewhere and you know kind of left all the other stuff out i think they spoke too much they put their foot in their mouth to be honest with you right. is what it seems like it almost would have been less transparent but a better move from like an organizational standpoint it to also, just say it was for finances and call it a it day it definitely would have still rubbed people the wrong for way sure there would have been outrage but now that you've brought all these other aspects right. and factors into it which CS- i think was like maybe supposed to be posed as a form of transparency or maybe that was the the intention was to be transparent but i think it actually caused execution a lot more. was, was yeah. a one out of ten yeah was a one out of ten Maybe even zero. <laughs> zero. It was bad execution. Yeah, no, it was poor. It was poor. And that's that's what I'm saying, right? Because then in the in the second email, so once the NASW published their public piece about, mm-hmm. you know, just calling out Karen University's leadership and all of these other things, um, then we, I think all alumni were on this mailing list. Um, I don't know if all, I don't think I got it. I also didn't get an email. No, I think it was just social work alumni. <laughs> yeah, I maybe didn't get it was. One. I think so it this was, was after the NASA, NASW. Am I saying it was after the NASW letter and after the CSW? No, I never got an email. I think it was. I'm saying I'm going. I'm just getting back to the timeline. I think it may have been the same day after the CSWE article came out. Is when another letter came out. Letter came out. Is when a letter from Dr. Williams to social work alumni and students came out. Citing enrollment and finances as a as a primary issue, right? And mm-hmm. and the thing the the question that I have with that is why wouldn't you just start with that? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it 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 makes it a much easier conversation to have sure. to say, Hey, you know, we don't have the money to run this very expensive program. Because in all fairness, social work is a pretty expensive program to run. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the student ratio, student faculty ratios are pretty low. And I mean, the the student faculty ratios are pretty low at Karen, at Karen in general. general. Yeah, it's one of their primary marketing points. Sure. And so, like the fact that those two things are both true also doesn't add up. But <laughs> that isn't really a part of the conversation. Right. Um, and so. That's that's where I come to the fact of, you know, the university and the university leadership was trying to make a statement. A very like it it, it seems like they were trying to make a very explicit statement mm-hmm. that, you know, we are not going to go in this direction any longer, and we never have been in the first place. Right. And we're just going to capitalize on this opportunity and use the CSWE draft as a reason. Or an excuse mm-hmm. to close the program, and we're gonna make this statement fairly publicly. We're gonna let whatever happens happen because at the end of the day, um, we're gonna be standing where we want to stand. Right. They're just closing that chapter completely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it was strategic. And I mean, Dr. Williams, we all went to Karen. We've all seen his communicate. Like he's a smart guy. Oh, for you know? sure. And so it's not like a a missing piece would be oh man they're like it's not like you can't you can't miss the backlash that's gonna be there sure he's not not aware and like i said i mean initially i kind of made a joke of karen's because of things that happened in the past think about how anytime there's been a little like blip and then students have kind of come after karen it always just kind of goes away they don't answer whatever I said, they're lucky that we're not, like, a Liberty, per se, because you know if this happened at Liberty, Twitter would be on fire. It would be on every, like, Christian blogger would be talking about. You know, like, I said, we're lucky we're small enough that this isn't going to hit the Mm -hmm. fan. 
which it actually hit the fan a lot more than I thought it was going it to. It did Which hit I the guess we're about because, to get to in the timeline. <laughs> yeah, because then I, I think it was June 4th. So, you know, the NASW was very thoughtful in saying, hey, you know, we, we want to put this story out there. And we want to have a generous perspective to Christianity, to the mm-hmm. university and what it's trying to do. Because we have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. And so if we're the first ones to cover the story and to put a press release out, then we have a little bit of control over what the narrative looks like, right? So anyway, from the NASW article, um, we received requests to be interviewed and they by the Associated Press, mm-hmm. um, which then that article found its way into everything from the Washington Post, which actually the Washington Post article is is not there anymore. If you oh. go and Google it, if you Google oh. Washington Post, Cairn University. What Cairn like, alumni works at Washington Post? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it's, well, it's, you never know, I guess. it's one of those things. We don't know why. We don't know what happened. Maybe they, but it's not in their archives either. So anyway. Oh, interesting. Um, it made it from, you know, the Washington Post into the Philadelphia Inquirer. It was all over the place, yeah. you know. And so, and a whole bunch of, like, smaller news media outlets picked it up, too, and yeah. wrote different articles. So, the AP article specifically was the one that was the most widespread. And then there, as far as I've been seeing, there have been, like, four or five other news news articles. Yeah. And then... I think, like, Yahoo News had it. Like, a couple, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, also, like, different people have been putting up, like, perspective blog posts and things like that. Which, I'll be honest, like, I don't think I've ever Googled Karen news before, and there have actually been <laughs> somewhat juicy articles. Oh, nothing <laughs> happens at Karen. No. No. Like I said, like, you know, I think we're small enough that... If things happen, yeah, and, and I say if because I don't know that that much has really ever happened that's ever really been challenged. But if something happens, we're so small, and f- it's fortunate for the school that we're so small that it's not going to pick up a lot of traction. So yeah, because if it were bigger, like I mean, we keep alluding to last summer, so I feel like we should yeah go we the, should yeah. clue the listeners into what happened a little it. bit last summer. So you know, George Floyd murdered, super sad. Um, Evangelical churches in general, but particularly schools, Mm -hmm. don't have a great history as far as diversity and inclusion are concerned in general, right? Um, And Karen has a lot in it involved in its history as far as, you know, Schofield, one of the one of the founding founding fathers of Karen University was actually a Confederate soldier. Um, is that a wing at Cairn in Heritage? It is. It is, it is it's right? Something. It's not in Heritage. I think oh. it's one of the manor dorms. Oh. Yeah. So, and, and he actually, I forget technically how it goes, but the Schofield Study Bible, um, which is very widely used in conservative. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is kind of shocking. That just lends to I didn't pay attention <laughs> while I was there. I think Karen stopped using it as like a, you mm. need to, but like Karen University, it's, it's also one of the most racist study Bibles. Interesting. Um, so Schofield was a Confederate soldier. You know, he, back in the day, he took some pledge to the Union to say, like, he was no longer a part of the Confederate Army anymore. Mm -hmm. And then moved to Philadelphia, started Bible college, and was like, I regret that decision, you know? And so, I mean, just from the founding of the university to, you know, it's it's woven throughout the, the history, the racism and 
different teachings. So anyway, last summer, when everything was super heated in the entire country around race and Black Lives Matter issues and things like this, a group of alumni, um, which I was not formally connected to any of them, but I was, you know, I was talking to them as it was as it was happening, put together an open letter to Dr. Williams mm-hmm. asking, you know, for an open apology and a, a handful of other things around racism and race issues at Karen University. Um, and so if you if you go on Karen's website and you read the letter um, and the statement that Karen, the president wrote about race at Karen, it's very it's real soft you know what i mean it's very just like this is wrong we should love our black brothers and sisters kind of thing like we should come together in christian unity all of these things but all to say seth kind of going back to circle back to what you were saying that was enough to get the momentum from that thing to stop Mm -hmm. you know and so it's a similar dynamic that's happening here sure um and yeah, so it didn't... I mean, there were big plans for all that stuff, but it kind of all got fudged after yeah. a little while. But Yeah. Um, so, I guess that's, like, pretty much, like, where... Like, up to date of, like, everything that happened. So, it was really, like, a letter, the, the two bodies that kind of came out with their own letters, and then another letter from the school, and then all the news hit. Um, I kind of want to jump around in this sheet here for a second, just okay. because we've gone through the timeline. I just want to ask a very broad question sure. to keep people engaged here. Why does this matter? Like, why are we talking about this? Why is this important? Are we just shedding light on this? Are we, you know, what? why is this important as Karen University alum, as like ourselves, and also for others to listen? Mm-hmm. Why is this important? Yeah, so I think that it matters... for a handful of reasons um but first and foremost right so what's karen university's mission karen university exists to educate students to serve christ in the church society in the world as biblically minded well educated and professionally competent men and women of character right that's what it says from the internet yep and i heard it five thousand times while i was there so don't have any idea why i remember I mark asper was like that's one of the best uh um what's what's that called a mission statement yeah the best mission statement i've ever heard written in all my whole business career yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one it's a good one yeah i mean it is a pretty good one right and so in that it implies you know some level of openness right mm-hmm. so you can have you know future doctors attend your school you can have business people attend your school probably not future doctors <laughs> They did just start a pre-med program. You know a doctor that went to Karen? I know a kid that's going to med school next year from Karen. (laughs) There we go. Hey, Hey. shout out. Um, Business people, all to say, it moves the... So evangelical Christian schools have been having a hard time in the United States of America in general, right? And so one of the moves that they're tending to do is... To sort of change the name, do create like a little bit more mission, open mission, and that's what happened with our because our when we were Philadelphia Biblical University, our mission was different. I have no idea what it was, mm-hmm. but it was di- it got changed with the name change, right? Right. So part of that was to say like we are a school that 
you know, provide, you can come, you can learn how to be a teacher, you can learn how to be a business person, you can learn how to be a social worker, you can learn how to be whatever it is that we're offering. Mm -hmm. We're not just a Bible college. Right. But we're going to give you like a biblical perspective. Yeah. Biblical yeah. worldview, as yeah. they say. Yes, yes. <laughs> How many times did you hear that? <laughs> um, which, okay, so if we're if we're kind of going off of that framework and we're thinking, you know, we want to be biblically minded individuals, think about a social worker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does a social worker do? A social worker goes to the hardest places where not a lot of other people really want to go. And they're some of the first people who are there to show love to whoever is hurting, right? So with all of this, all of the the race stuff that's happening right now, one of the biggest things is that, like, cops need to have a social worker on Mm -hmm. hand, right? Mm -hmm. How scary of a scenario is that, you know? And and social work has a reputation in the world of being a highly, highly secular profession. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Christians, you know, I, I kind of came into Christianity. I became a believer when I was 14, um and i it was a little bit after the not of this world stuff uh, you know yeah. and so in it, not of it yeah, yeah in it not of right, it right, right right and so that's the whole concept here we're in the world we're not of the world right if that's the case then we we want to be going into spaces where people don't necessarily quote unquote look like jesus in the way that we think of how people are supposed to look like jesus right so we can go into this profession and be salt and light we can go into these spaces and be salt and light and we can be those biblically minded well educated and professionally competent men and women that we were trained to be Mm -hmm. um in the field of social work which is so important because of the reputation that it has of being such a secular field sure And so you you want right to send like you Christians think we'd want there. to be setting a standard for Christian social work exactly because of who we are as a school and our core and the fact that we want to do yeah what our mission states and so I mean I think we can make all of these all of these you know throw out all of these speculative things and say like oh what's this what's that but I think at the core of it you know even even finances and enrollment that could be a piece that sure. absolutely that that's fair that could have been the greatest business move that they made in the whole world honestly but if you're leading an organization you want to make sure that the decisions that you're making are aligning with your mission mm-hmm. and your vision mm-hmm. and so cutting the school of social work doesn't, doesn't necessarily help know. push your mission and vision forward right I think along those lines, you want your decisions to also, I think your decision making needs to be held accountable. And I think that's another thing too. Um, And I I just keep going back to that there was no discourse. It still strikes me. And I think that that, there's a level of accountability um, that needs to happen when decisions like that are made. Now, I understand that's the point of a board, right? Right. And I guess like, I'll again play devil's advocate here. I mean, I fully agree with you, but like, what does that look like? What would it have looked like? What could it have looked like? I think it would have looked like a conversation with the CSWE and NASW. Right. Or even like, hey, let's have a let's have a town meeting with social work alumni and just like gauge where it, people are at. Which uh, you know, it's it's easy to say maybe that did happen. Maybe, but I think just evidenced on people reaching out, getting a template mm-hmm. email you know, back Mm -hmm. and not Mm -hmm. just kind of just saying this is what it is. It's over. I don't think that that 
really no, happened. I don't think it I don't either. believe it happened. Yeah. It didn't happen. Yeah. And I can tell you that it didn't happen. we're going to really rabbit trail here to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Accountability in higher positions in evangelical circles and, yeah. and positions, whether we're talking about what we talked about last last time with all the sex stuff going on um, and lack of accountability with decision making. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It really is. It and is. I was having this conversation with someone based on our podcast. Yeah. But there's like a perceived there's a, level there's of There's a power. perceived level of because I am a I am a president of a univer- Christian university. I am a pastor of a big church. No one needs to keep me in check no. because I know what I'm doing. Right. And you better not ask me what I'm doing. And a lot of times I am the sounding board because for others. So Exactly. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. Don't check up on me. I'm good. I'm right. good with Jesus. I'm right. good with why why else would I be in this position? Right. There's right. a real lack of accountability across the board. Absolutely. When it comes to decision making absolutely um, character ethics all this other stuff so i just kind of wanted to go on yeah on that tangent yeah fall well but yeah i think it matters because of the university's mission and because i mean even me i mean i'm not a product of that program but i think it is a little bit of an embarrassment to think like oh the social primary school is closed for potentially x reasons that don't seem the most loving or and not only that, but like, what does that do for those of us who are social work grads who are trying to get into the field working in? So I, I'm, I do, I'm in ministry, you know what I mean? So, and I, I've spent a lot of time building relationships with people. And so people know who I am. So the reputation of my university doesn't impact sure. how my work is perceived, sure. right? In my context. But in the event that I ever say, oh, I'm going to switch contexts. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the job, and again, Karen is a really small school. Right, and this is where we'll all luck out is because it's probably going to be rare that someone's going to say, oh, Karen University? You yeah, know. and so unless you know it and you followed it or, you know, like a, a Philly organization might say, right. no, You'd we have don't to be want very Karen in alone. Tune. You yeah. know, yeah. but, you know, if I move to Los Angeles and I'm right. applying for jobs, nobody's really going to have an idea of what Karen University is, which is another part of the problem because everybody at Karen thinks that they're the great like they are the example to follow and it's kind of like put yourself into perspective you're Karen is a good school like Mm -hmm. I went there I had a good time but it's not there's no notoriety in having Karen University on my resume Mm -hmm. it's I I'm not bummed about it it's Mm -hmm. nothing that I'm upset about but it's nothing that gives me a leg up when somebody's sure. looking at my resume and saying, oh, Karen University, yeah, we right. want to hire that yeah. person. Right. And now there is more room for people. And as a Christian university, as a social worker, there were already some challenges that are like, oh, you came from an, a conservative evangelical school. Like, mm-hmm. are you a real social worker? <laughs> um, and so now with all of this stuff, it makes that even more, yeah, you know, in your face. Yeah. And I just actually kind of want to pause for a minute, which actually might take us into questions, but do you feel like, I mean, this is one perspective, one student, but that you did have a well-rounded social work education coming from, like you just said, a conservative evangelical university. Can, like, were you up to par with being properly educated in social work? Yes and no. So I think, you know, as far as in the classroom, Mm -hmm. um, there are some things that I think 
that the social work program could have done better. Sure. Um, and again, it goes back to the complexities of LGBTQ mm-hmm. things and, you know, what, how do we educate our students um, in a way that honors the social work competencies in teaching LGBTQ stuff and also honors what we as an institution and our, basically what our institution's leadership and funders believe about this, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we balance that? Right. And so definitely in my experience as a student, you could feel that tension, but I think social work is a really great, um, program in general because you have so much field experience and a lot of what you're learning comes into practice in the field right and so if there was any gaps in my classroom experience Mm -hmm. I got it in the field and was able to bring it back to the classroom and have the conversation with my peers and my professors that makes sense yeah yeah so it really wasn't an issue so all to say yes I do feel like it was a well-rounded and not compromised on either end of the spectrum you know like the the accreditation bodies of social work can come into the university and say yeah you're teaching students up to par and conservative evangelicals can come in and say, oh, yeah, you guys are touching on things yeah. that aren't too overwhelming to me, you know? And so I think that that's actually a really beautiful thing. I agree. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I don't, and that's my perspective. I know a lot sure. of people wouldn't necessarily hold the same yeah. perspective. But. <laughs> so I kind of want to get into like, and maybe you don't know the answer, but I think it's worth mentioning, like how have other schools navigated this and I'll actually back it up one point like my speculation is maybe that the accreditation has been something that they haven't loved or some of the standards they haven't loved all all along because I'm like how has this not been an issue before so I'm wondering if there was kind of like a tipping point of like how much further can we actually comply with this and now there's this financial piece kind of like let's just let's just call it a day that's kind of what I'm thinking has probably happened um but yeah, what was the tipping point? How is this not an issue in the past? And also, like, how do other Christian schools navigate being accredited? Or a lot of them not? Like, I don't even know. No, they are. So, like, so, again, and in, in at its core, right, Karen University is a business, mm-hmm. right? And Absolutely. so as much as, and that's mega churches have the same issue, mm-hmm. right? At their core, you get so big, you kind of move away from whatever you don't move away from your mission and vision and values but you've got to figure out the complexity of balancing those two things yeah. of we need to make enough money to run our operation in the church's instance you're not that little house church with right. five people anymore you're, and that's always going to be a pool yeah i think oh, no yeah. matter what even in nonprofits, it's a pool exactly. like no matter what whenever there's like a strong missional uh alignment and then you're there's also just we live in a capitalistic society like there's yeah. always a drive for a bottom for a bottom line so yeah yeah so i do want to acknowledge that and say use liberty university for an example yeah. right their social work program is booming it's poppin'. and it's accredited it's by accredited by so how, how the hell do they do that they make a lot of money off of it so they're okay you know okay. what i mean like they they have a lot of students they have you know, they have high enrollment. And clearly at a large school like that, the CSWA is going to be checking in to make sure they're complying with standards, right? Yeah, for sure. So it's not like they're just like, oh, yeah, we're accredited and they're not doing the stuff they need to do. Yeah. So they're they're what accredited. Do you, what do you mean by how the hell do they do that? Because it's it's liberty. Like we all, everyone knows liberty is the way it is as far as an evangelical university goes. So how are they so fine 
with complying with these standards is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I think that's the issue, right? Right, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. So if, if a liberty can do it, how can how can we not? So that's well, what... so the problem with that that um, comparison is, and that we're using liberty, liberty a lot huge. as an example, but I think it's helpful to use it yeah. as an example. Liberty is huge. Liberty makes a ton of money, um, and so it's not a super great comparison. But if you look at other smaller Bible colleges mm-hmm. in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, they all still have their social work programs. Interesting. And actually one of them is launching, looking at launching an MSW program. Okay. I don't know if they're trying to do it next year or whatever, but huh. they have similar, I mean, they might have higher enrollment as far sure. as students are concerned. They might, you know, but a little more comparable, more overall. comparable yeah. as far, like if you look at nine nineties and things like that, the, the money stuff is pretty close to the same. Okay. I, I mean, I haven't looked at them in a couple of years, but money stuff is pretty much the same size is pretty much the same. And History. this would be like a Clark summit and LBC, like those types of schools. Yeah. Okay. Clark summit university is not even on the spectrum of this conversation. They're oh. so far gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, when I asked, what do you mean? Like in the Liberty instance, yeah. I think we tend to overgeneralize liberty as far as evangelical, conservative evangelical, right. because of who their president was. I won't say the name again, Jerry, but <laughs> but um, I think we tend to overgeneralize that. I think because they're a bigger school, yes. more slides through the evangelical cracks at a I bigger agree. school like that. So I agree. Fully. That's why I didn't quite understand your question. Like, how no, do they get it? Because it's liberty. Someone like, could say that, though. Like, oh, well, how can, you know, this person do that when when we're not but but i like the smaller pennsylvania school because they're shelling out liberty has unlimited funds right um the smaller pennsylvania schools have to be more evangelical pennsylvania schools have to be more diligent with how they allocate the funds so they're still shelling out the money to you know run this very expensive program and very expensive school so and their funds not only are they more limited but they're more fragile i would say yeah in a sense of their board is so like we've learned this from the school we've attended like boards are fragile there's it's a A donor pulls out a liberty so what right a donor pulls out a karen clark summit which you said was on the spectrum lbc (laughs) all these other schools that's a big deal we're talking a big chunk of the pie potentially right Potentially, right. yeah. And so, you know, and again, it's really complex. And there are so many pieces that we don't know, mm-hmm. which we're asking some questions and not getting any answers, which is a part of the accountability problem that you brought up, Seth. Um, but I think, you know, going going to and looking at smaller universities and saying, are they doing the same thing? Yeah. Now, I don't, I haven't had any conversations with anybody at the LBCs or the Grove Cities, if Grove City is even still a thing. It is, yeah. The NIACs, the Clark Summit Universities, like the ones that are comparable to Karen University, I haven't had conversations with them to say like, hey, how are you guys navigating this issue? But the fact that they're not pulling out Right, there's nothing apparent that they're pulling out at this point. And two, also on the marketing, I know, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, but on the marketing piece and the, in the fundraising piece, um... That's that's one that so for example with the launching of the MSW program, there was the Masters of Social the work. Masters of Social work, there, yeah. yeah, that Karen launched last year and only did for one year because then they closed it and now they <laughs> <laughs> bad look guys yeah. sorry, <laughs> but um they you know they were they were counting on they did a, a fundraising campaign with the social work alumni. 
Mm. And I'm like, hey guys, we're 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 social workers. Like, yeah, we not don't the group to go after. Generalizing, yeah. usually the ones that aren't in it for the money, super six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like us greedy biz majors. Yeah, go after the business. Yeah, and so so yeah, there are some social workers who are alumni who are in positions who are making mad money yeah. because yeah, of the of positions course. that they're in. Sure. For sure, are they going to give to the social work program? They probably did, you know. But like, I I didn't. I don't even remember getting a letter about asking for a donation i mean i i must have like i remember getting a letter about the launch of the social work program the msw program but i don't remember the ask for money and Mm -hmm. that could just be a bad memory for me you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because it was right after i graduated i didn't have a job i could have opened the letter and like read it and been like sorry guys i still owe you 70 (laughs) grand like yeah (laughs) I'm not not really in a position in my life. So all to say, that was the extent of the marketing and fundraising that the social work program got. Yeah. So if it's something that you're truly caring for and invested in, you're going to put a little bit more energy and effort into um, recruitment and enrollment and marketing Mm -hmm. and financing. I actually didn't know it launched, to be honest. Yeah. Neither did I. It was news to me reading these articles. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's great that we had an be, MSW program fair, for a year. To be fair, I'm not super in touch with what goes on at Karen anymore anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, there was kind a point in time deal. where I said, I'd be a grad assistant if they had an MSW program. <laughs> well, you could have. And they but... missed me. <laughs> you can't anymore because it's gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, i trying to think of any other like, major like questions to kind of circle back on. I kind of like what you have up here. I feel like you should address that. Well, we I, I had screenshot this by... I'm super sorry. I cut off who posted it. Oh. I think it may have been... I don't want to speculate. I don't know. It's a... She might know. It's I a... Yeah, know. you probably will. It's a screenshot that I took. I was flipping through stories on Instagram, flying through. Golf, 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 golf. Karen social work thing. Quote, they will know us by our love. And it's a screenshot of th- when you Google Karen University. Oh, this is someone's personal screenshot. Yes, okay, someone screenshot. Someone screenshotted Karen, Googling Karen the news University. Of Karen University. First article: Christian college ends program setting gender sex guidelines. Second article: Christian college near Philly ends program setting gender sex. Dot dot dot. It goes on. I'm sure. Yeah. That's a nice picture of the campus there. And then <laughs> third article: Christian colleges and their programs by setting Christian colleges end their programs, which I guess this is more broad, citing gender and gender guidelines. Blah 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 blah. blah. I, we Googled it when we were planning this episode. Yeah. We Googled it last week. Yeah. And it's boom, 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 yeah. boom. Karen this, Karen that. Christian College outside of Philly, this, this. Mm-hmm. Citing gender, sex, blah, blah. It goes back to the to the, the look. Right. Um, and I kind of struggle with this one. Not struggle with it, but I, I do the internal devil's advocate with this one because it's like, you know, as Christians, we're not always going to make the popular decision, sure, right? Absolutely. That's part of Christianity. That's kind of what Jesus, um, he says. We're not going to make all the popular decisions. We're not going to always be the most popular people as mm-hmm. opposed to the world. We're supposed to set ourselves different from the world. Um, but in this particular instance, given all the context, given all of the, the you know, the reasoning and or lack thereof, um, I think that that is such a shame that that's a representation of where we went to school. And I'm not the biggest fanboy of where we went to school Yeah. in general, but yeah. I think that's such a poor representation of... I would uh, agree. Oh, not a poor representation. It's a, it's a shame that that is what is brought mm-hmm. up now 
when you Google Cairn University. Yeah. Eventually, that'll go away, I think, just yeah. with time. Um, but just you know, SEO I, basics. It just kind of <laughs> it it struck me enough to screenshot it. I don't think I sent it to anybody. But it struck no. me enough to screenshot it and just kind of mull it over for a little bit that they will know yeah. us by our love. Boom, 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 boom. It is unfortunate. I mean, even removing the the Christian University piece from it, like let's take that away for a minute. I've always been one, like, I love to be able to stand behind something I was a part of. Like, I want to be able to be like, I love my alma mater. Like, I love this. you shit about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, you know, even just in past of, like, different people that we've gone to school with kind of wanting to dissociate from the university altogether. And that's really never been, like, my take on anything that's happened there. Um, But something like this kind of does make me – wonder like do i really want to be associated with this professionally but also as someone who is a christian like i don't love this look i really don't and i think that puts it perfectly they all know us by our love like it it's it's just sad to have that come up when you google Karen university right now yeah i mean we have two very different takes on that you want to be proud of the alma mater and to some extent, I would like to, to be some extent to be, yes. I do as well, but yes. I just don't care about right. it. I thought it was kind of a crappy school to begin with. Right. And um, you know, like our friends have even made fun of me before for like going back and volunteering at things like, you yeah, know, you, the Kool-Aid, I, you've drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I really have, but, I think for the business school I have for the business school, which was kind of a shitty business program <laughs> in itself. But, um, uh, but at the same time, I can't have my cake and eat it too. I do want to be proud of where I went to school because mm-hmm. it matters in my career. And I think that's why I kind of have like an itch to be involved because I'm like, if I want if I want it to matter, then I need to also be willing to like support them and put in the work. Like we are a small school, and I want to see. I do disagree. All those I disagree with that. Hmm. I think that I've done my part. Mm-hmm. I've went there. Yeah. I've paid the money. Right. They've educated me. Right, it's, it's kind of it's their uni- job. It's their, it's their mission to continue this thing. I've, I've, I was there. Yeah. Whether I was a great student or not, it, I mean, I've got, I've did, I did what it took to get the degree, and I have the degree. Mm-hmm. It's their job to continue their reputation. Right. I don't feel as though I owe them anything. No, but Seth, on that point though, so especially small universities rely heavily, heavily on their alumni Absolutely. to help with recruitment right so like right. i i am a case in point i was ready to go to baptist bible college clark summit university that's yeah. where i grew up like dead set hard and fast my dad was like if you go there i'm not co-signing your loans because i hate it there <laughs> and i was like no i want to go there <laughs> but anyway i had a youth leader and i had a math teacher who were both karen alum and they were both like lizzie you should check out karen Da-da-da. so then you know, and, and, you know, I brought, have a whole story that's really heartwarming and nice <laughs> about it. But, like, I am a product of Karen alum advocating for their schools and their programs and saying, hey, why don't you go there? If it weren't for the Karen alum in my life who were like, ah, you shouldn't go to BBC. You should go to Karen. I probably would have ended up at BBC and been in a similar boat. Just <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but so, yes, I agree with you. Like, it, it is on them to, to do it. But the reality is the the way that things are set up and the way that expect Like, just think about alumni, like, homecoming, you know, chapels during yeah. homecoming week that we sat through where, you know, Nate Wombold 
Love the guy. He's such a sweet dude. Yes. He, he would just bring up, you know, all these alumni from different spaces and just talk about how important it is. You know, like they would brainwash us into being <laughs> like, you got to be an invested alumni yeah. because that's where they get money. That's where they get recruitment. That's where they get a lot of pieces as free help. You I know? think to that point, though, just we'll give, you know, let's be realistic here. I think that is a little bit of an advantage of Karen is you get that like, we have access to alumni. I still talk to my professors. Like, that is a great part of the school. And I think it's just it's just dual ended. Like, if you want the school to prosper, you kind of have to have a little bit of buy-in. But you also, like, the but it's, school it's needs true. to do it themselves, yeah. too. Like, they, they can't just rely on alumni to say, hey, carry the torch. Yeah, you're not right. swaying me on that. No. No, but I think that's part of why we have that experience there is because it's that small knit. People stay around. People stay in touch. Like... It's part of that whole broad experience, in my opinion. Or our experience is part, partially due to people staying around, people staying connected, and yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop over here. <laughs> yeah, no, just differences of opinions on post-college. Yeah, yeah. Post-college. yeah. And you'll have that everywhere you go. Like, that's Absolutely. why they spend so much time investing in us as students to say, hey, you should be a good alumni. Because they're like, oh, if we can get them bought in, then maybe we can keep them around Absolutely. for longer. It may be a personal flaw. I'm just so adverse to, quote, unquote, Kool-Aid, quote, unquote, yes, the I know. status quo, quote, unquote, you got to do this when you graduate or this will happen or... And I'm just so like, a, I don't know you anything. I See, I am too, but like, I, I like those things. Like, I love networking and I love like I know. all that you stuff. You know what? Like... To be honest, this is completely off the beaten path. I was on LinkedIn today for the first time. Brie liked every single goddamn thing on my feed. Brie Amantia likes this. Comments on this. LinkedIn's so f- useless. <laughs> it's I'll such, be fair. I'm on it a lot for work. It's such bullshit. So, <laughs> I am on it multiple times a day for work. So I. It actually made me almost want to unlike friend you on LinkedIn because it was just Brie like this. It was just all this marketing bullshit that like LinkedIn's so fake because it's oh, like. it is for sure. It's like Lizzie Walker got a job. Like congrats. Like. I think it's fake. <laughs> You're a normal human being. You got a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> Congrats. You Good want a cake? Yeah, so I, but that was a side. I was like, I noticed Priyam and Tia like this, like this, like this. And it was my whole feed. And I was like, I'm almost done. I just with like Priyam. to hype people up. Okay. Can you blame me? It's genuine and, for and, me though. And you like to hype Karen up, which is fine. Mm, That's your position. I don't know if I like to hype Karen up. I think, <laughs> I think we were getting down a rabbit hole here of me playing a little bit of devil's advocate. But. You know me. I also love to hype people up. Yeah. But I just view LinkedIn as such fake, <laughs> We're back on LinkedIn. fake bullshit. No, and no. The reason I brought all this up is because I was saying, like, I would love to be able to be like, yes, my school, but I yeah. don't always you don't, feel that way. And especially now. Right. Okay. That yeah. was the whole point of and this. Even, I'm not saying I am like, yes, Karen, go. But I would love to be able to. And when something like this happens, yeah, it makes me feel like I can't slash I won't. And I think, I mean, I think a lot of, like a lot of my professors and, and, you know, people that I've known since I graduated and while I was at school would have looked at me and said like, oh yeah, we can call Lizzie and she'll like be in this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think either of us are alone in that fact of like, okay, you know what? Maybe there is still hope at Karen. Maybe there is something that's worth being a part of that's yeah. here. Maybe we can continue investing in this because it's something that theoretically we believe in i think 
the social work program getting closed pulls everybody who is on the fence yeah, of like way over you know oh, yeah. I, i'm way just kind of here because I, I i'm hopeful for change and right. if i'm still here then maybe i can be a part of that change yeah and i think that the social work program being canceled is the tipping point yeah, for sure. so yeah. many people who are powerhouse people who are like okay yeah like i i mean like who knows where like where you'll end up where mm-hmm. i'll end up seth where you'll end up maybe we will be great powerhouse people in the future and having karen university on our resumes will be really great for karen university yeah if they reach out to any of us and <laughs> ask for help the likelihood of saying yes is a lot lower now than it was absolutely six ago. and i think speaking of like business moves and strategic moves this is a poor move for that reason. Like they're some of the, we are some of their biggest stakeholders at the end of the day. I'm saying we as alumni in general, and you know, you're pulling away a lot of interest and a lot of respect by making a move like this. So in the way that they moved it, they made it. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the execution. Yeah, absolutely. When thank you for your time takes off or huge. Mm hmm. It's going to be like, are we going to endorse Cairn University as a podcast? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? No, but I think they, you know, from this example, from things that happened on campus, from things last summer, I think there's a there's a large group of alumni that their uh, feedback and their genuine, um, I would say, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like respectful feedback and they have the place to authoritative feedback is not taken seriously Mm -hmm. when it's probably some of the the most uh, the most important feedback that they could be taking and listening to. But I think it's the most disregarded feedback. Yeah. You know, I would agree with that. Yeah. Which is just unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Across the board. So they just don't know who they have. Yeah. Yeah. And then they lost him. (laughs) Sorry, guys. So I think kind of like to wrap up, let's go through, like, are there any major takeaways? I think we've we've talked through most of them. And also, what's next as far as this topic goes? Yeah, that was kind of my question. Like, all right, so where do we go from here? Clearly, I think we're past the point. Well, I don't know this. I'm just based on assumption. Are we past the point of revamping the social work program at Karen, at least for now? Is that your personal opinion on this or take? Or are you hopeful? Well, okay, so that's actually kind of a complicated question because I I think, you know, I I don't have access to the forms and the the whatever sort of market analysis stuff that they did to say we should make this decision. I could look at that and I could say, oh, yeah, as a business, like, you guys should make that decision. I'm cool with this decision. The execution I would still be critical of. So anyway, all to say, because that's one of the biggest gaps that, like, all of us have, yeah. I think it's really hard to say that. Based on, you know, Todd Williams and the board chair and all of these other pieces, I think it's really highly unlikely that the university would reinstate the School of Social Work. Mm-hmm. However, I think that what this decision highlights is a need for some leadership revamping. do you know what i mean and so i think that's the biggest ask is not necessarily like you know y'all need to y'all need to get out in order to save the university it's more like hey you know can we just have an honest conversation for once to say um we this this was a bad move yeah you guys the way that it was done was not done well Mm mm-hmm 
maybe we can learn from this and the other mistakes that we've made over the years in my experiences to say hey you know like let's practice a little bit more transparency you know maybe not everybody needs to know everything but Mm -hmm. maybe we should have more people in the room sure you know maybe we should have more voices at the table than you know just the people who are generations of Cairn University who are in senior leadership Mm -hmm. who are all have been friends for the past 30 years you know and and that that also highlights a lack of accountability um there's not a whole ton at least from my perspective and and it could be different inside the room i've I've never been in the rooms but just based on like what i've what i've seen and come to know and come to understand there's a lot of you know we we're you're in the family you know what i mean kind of Mm -hmm. dynamics and you know if somebody's in the family they're cool and that doesn't really allow for a lot of good leadership execution to happen yeah. in spaces. And so I, I, I think that would be the thing that, you know, we would want to say, hey, guys, you know, this highlights, this was a tipping point to to see all of the other pieces that are going on here. And it's really not good. Like, right. can we, can we, can we have this conversation to try and make it better? Yeah. You and know? I want to double down and say no one on this podcast is saying is calling for anyone's firing no we're not calling for you know extreme organizational leadership changes along those lines no one's saying that but Mm. what we're saying is just a little more accountability and transparency that isn't putting your foot in your mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they just did and honestly (laughs) maybe maybe this will never happen so it sounds almost like a pipe dream but maybe just like you were kind of alluding to like an apology like hey Mm -hmm. we really messed this one up we screwed the pooch on this one i think that would be big that would be humongous like like again like right now i'm not gonna like i'm not missionally aligned with karen university like i don't i don't feel like i can say like yeah go there yeah i support what my school did so i think doing something like that could probably uh help their image even with their own alumni in a lot of ways yeah i agree so long as it's honest so yeah yeah as it's genuine and honest and it's not yeah fake yeah and i think back to us being small we're small enough to know if it's honest yeah or fake yeah we'd be yeah we would you're right we'd be able to tell we'd be able to tell for sure (laughs) and then we could get back on another podcast right exactly that's how this all started right exactly (laughs) cool well any any other things you want to share of like what's next if anyone wants to learn more i don't know anything to leave it with yeah i mean i i think if if this is something that um anybody's interested in following the developments um we did launch a social media sort of page campaign um called bring social work back i think it's just bring sw back um, I can send you guys the link. Yeah, we can link, we'll in link the, it. The yeah, notes. we'll link it. Um, so if you if you want to follow, there's not a whole ton that's there yet. Um, we're still working on getting content in order and things like that. But that'll be sort of a one-stop shop like this mm-hmm. hopefully was. That you don't need to listen through the whole thing to get all the details. You can just kind of click on articles and things like that. It is bring social work back. Everything, all words spelled out. Bring social work back on Instagram. Yeah, and so that'll be the same thing on Facebook. I think there's a LinkedIn page as well. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Seth. We'll see Bree commenting on it. (laughs) Giving the little clap emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 
Cool. So yeah, I mean that's that's where you can go for any any further developments. And also, I mean my my Twitter in particular is, <laughs> has been pretty helpful the last couple of weeks. If you true, want some articles true. to read, um, <laughs> love it, love it. Also, yeah. your Twitter is good at bringing light to uh, perspectives of cyclists. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, because those ones in Medford, New Jersey, are a pain in the ass. <laughs> and listen, I do just want to throw some shade at road cyclists. I do not identify as a road cyclist, although I do ride my bike on the road pretty often. My bike that recently was lost to me after only six months of birth of life, um, <laughs> not birth. Um, that was a gravel bike. Okay, so it wasn't a road bike. Roadies have a tendency to think they're all that. Got to hang noticed. out with the mountain bikers, the gravel riders. That's uh, you where said it's at. You said the coffee, co- coffee. You said the coffee shop in Medford, and you see these roadies come oh in, gosh. and they're like God's gift it's, to the earth. It's an interesting crew. They're God's but gift to the earth. If you find Lizzie's bike, let us know. It is a Niner <laughs> gravel bike. gravel bike. It's a 2020 R- Niner RLT9 RDO. <laughs> it's olive green base with orange, orange lettering. lettering. Is there any other distinguishing features? Um, a thank you for your time sticker on it, perhaps? No, thank you for your time sticker, <laughs> but it's I, I, I know where the scratches are, and I also know what's wrong she with the handlebar the tape, because I did it myself. So oh my if you have any questions, just send me a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm desperate to find oh this bike. I miss it. Yeah, if you, be on the lookout. Well, be Lizzie, lookout. thank you for coming on. I think this is a great conversation for all Karen alumni to listen to, but also just people who interested in social work and evangelical universities so evangelical christian hopefully this was helpful that's all i have to say yeah on this yeah marketing real quick marketing real quick speaking of instagrams and handles ours is for your time pod yep it you can also email us at for your time pod pod gmail.com facebook pages thank you for your time show us some love there yeah we we do have a facebook page well no linkedin no LinkedIn yet. We'll refuse. No, we will refuse. No LinkedIn uh, yet. If you create one, the podcast is over. <laughs> um, buy a push journal. I see you've done little triangles instead of bullet points on yours right here. It's pretty cool. Um, when did you start that? This past week? It's a pretty good look, actually, Bri. <laughs> I, I think I think <laughs> I think I might want to get one. You can get one. I can. At the For 10% off. Rental and get 10% off. And yours could look like Breeze, but it also could not look like Breeze. And that's the beauty of Push Journal. Wow. Get 10% <laughs> off at for your time. What is it? For your time 10 is for the code 10 is to the, get 10% code, off the yes. Push Journal. Pushjournal.com. I'm excited to see how this carries over into the summer. I'm picturing little like suns as the bullet points. Yeah. And Bree, your color coding is amazing. Did you switch from cursive to <laughs> print? Because I could have sworn it was cursive back in January. I do know how to write cursive. Yeah, I know. You're I very good at it. I learned in kindergarten. So why did you switch to print? Um, Just felt... Faster. Yeah, got it. Push journal for your time 10 to get 10% <laughs> off. Um, other than that, guys, we have one more. And then, to be honest, transparency from the pod. Take notes, Karen. Um, we're going on break after... We're taking a summer break. We are. After our next episode. After our, ne- our next episode is going to be kind of lead us into the summer. And then we'll be back in the fall. But we're going to take a little summer break, take some time off from podcasting. It's going to be great. But other than that, I think it's just thank you for your time. That's it. Thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Lizzie. (laughs) Thanks, guys.